guys, this is Haley. Welcome back to the Brentland Podcast. We are moving on to episode three. Very yeah. exciting. Feels official. I know, it's happening. Thanks for tuning in again and loving the feedback from the first two episodes. I know, that's crazy. I that's know. I told you though, right? Yeah, you were right. I know. Should have listened to me from the beginning. Could have been like three years into this. The child becomes the parent. <laughs> Anyways, this week, uh, we're going to talk about songwriting. You know, a lot of your career was performing and Mm -hmm. um, publishing and all of that. But there's another side to that, which is writing songs for other people to perform. So I wanted to kind of get into that and just tell us, you know, what was the first time that you realized, oh, I can write music for other people. Yeah, which is how you really make money. Yeah, so I've heard. So. I have to credit my dad because he always told me, you can do whatever you put your mind to. You know, if you work hard, and you, you, you can make it happen. So I was dumb enough to believe that, <laughs> but smart enough to know he didn't mean I could walk onto a professional NFL football team. You know? Right. So I just, I had that push from him, that confidence, like just, yeah, write a song. So I started writing songs. And then we were at a church, and that was back in the in the days when, churches would have like a solo before the sermon or something, you know, and, and uh, we actually have video of some of me. It's, it's, it's hilarious. <laughs> so I started writing songs to sing. A guy walked up at church and said, you know, is that copyrighted? And I was like, no, I don't know if that, know what that is. And is it published? I don't know what that is either. So I found out that I could write songs and then recording artists that were already established and that were selling a lot of records would record my song yeah, and I get paid. They have to pay me a royalty. And I thought, yeah, let's try that. And so, um, I think it was probably around 79 or 80, 1980. I sang a song at church and come to find out the guy was the head of publishing uh, at word records. And he was in the process of leaving and starting another record label and publishing. And so he signed me. And so I wrote, I think the first thing I ever wrote that was public was a song called the wedding day. And it's a, it's a Christian song about when God tells Jesus, go get your bride. Today's your wedding day. Cause we're known as the bride of Christ. And I don't think I know this song. You don't No. All right. Keep going. Keep going. So I wrote this song and and I I went in one day to the offices and he said, hey, uh, there's a group called Truth and they're going to sing this song. They're going to record your song. And I was like, great. (laughs) And then I went in another, like a week later and he says, hey, have you ever heard of the group Harvest? And I said, yeah. He goes, they're going to cut that song Wedding Day. The same one? The same song. (laughs) And then the next week, he says, like, yeah, uh, have you ever heard of Rex Neyland? It was like a gospel group. They're going to cut Wedding Day. And I'm thinking, (laughs) dude, I got this in the bag. Like, I'm going to write one song, and then... The whole world's going to cut it. (laughs) Everybody that is somebody's going to cut it. This is going to be so easy. So that, that was the first three. And then I wrote a song called The Army of the Lord. Okay, I do know that one. You know that one. Yes. And that was because that was Harvest and it went number one. So their record label had a number one plaque for me. Oh, wow. Which led me, 
when they went to get my plaque and they found that that I also sang and had a band, oh. that led to my first record contract. Okay, so go back. What year was this? This was 1980 and then probably up until... Well, I know the like the big check from Army of the Lord came uh-huh. in 1982 because I took that whole check and bought your mom's engagement ring and wedding <laughs> band. Love it. That's awesome. Okay, so wedding day. Mm-hmm. Can you give us a little? Can you give us a little? T- I honestly, I don't know that song. What was the? Can you just give us the chorus? The chorus, like just acapella, or should I sing it with a guitar? Probably with a guitar, Dad. All right, all right. Hang on, just a minute. All right. And we will fly away in the twinkling of an eye, leaving all our heartaches, telling them all goodbye. Yes, we will fly away when he hears his father say. Go and get your bride Today's your wedding day And there you go. That's okay. that's the course no, of wedding day. I, Dad, I don't think I've ever heard that song. I mean, it makes sense. It was before. <laughs> yeah, that was before way before me. That was before we were married. So, yeah. um that's awesome, though. Okay, so that was your first one that you were like, mm-hmm. I can do this. Do this. And then Army of the Lord went number one. And I was like, they should all go number one. <laughs> and so then me and your mom got engaged in March of 1982. And we were engaged almost a year, which I do not recommend for anybody. Neither do I. My engagement was three months. <laughs> three months, yeah. But she started saying, hey, you're writing these songs for everybody else. I want you to write me a song and sing it to me as I come down the aisle with my dad. And I was like, at our wedding, I was like, okay. And I really forgot about it. (laughs) Uh, Surely not. Yeah, not me. I kind of forgot about it. And I really kind of threw this song together and sang it at our wedding. And I took it to the publisher and all that stuff and just thought, this song's not going to do anything. This is just my wedding song. There's a song called Household of Faith. I sang it to her the first time anybody ever heard it was as she walked down the aisle at no our wedding. Way. Um and it, it's funny we have video, you know, so it wasn't uh-huh. it wasn't in the eighteen hundreds, but <laughs> so we do have video, but our our church at the time was on T V locally, so oh. we had them film our wedding. I do a verse, a chorus, a verse, a chorus, but we had timed it I was going to do a course again and that's when she had to come down the aisle because if she came on the second course instead of the third course we would just be standing, standing there, there forever, you know? <laughs> so in the video, one camera guy was on me and the other camera guy was on her and her dad coming uh-huh. down. And you can see me as I end course two, I start shaking my head. No, like, don't come don't yet. Come. Don't come yet. <laughs> and it's like, at the reception was like, were you having second thoughts? I was like, no, I was just trying to time the song Didn't right. Didn't you have the lyrics on the floor? I had a I had a poster board on the front pew, leaning up on the front pew so I could remember. It was a brand new song. Yeah. But and so we that was 83 and nothing really happened with it. And then in 85, an inspirational artist, Christian artist named Steve Green, was looking for a duet for him and his wife. And so they heard Household of Faith, they recorded it. And that's what the gold record is over there for. Crazy. He recorded Household of Faith and sold 500,000 copies. Oh my gosh. It's one of the most popular 
wedding songs. Yes, we love fourth quarter royalties because <laughs> after after all the summer weddings. Yeah. Well, I mean, I used to end my wedding, and I think both the boys did as well. I, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and that's just in our family. So <laughs> that's like. That's like $2.89 worth of royalties. No, but really, it went on to be a very popular wedding song. I, I still get royalties from that song. No way. Who would have thought? I mean, what's, what's crazy about being a songwriter as a vocation, as a full-time job, professional songwriting, is, is I write some of this stuff, and you go, this is going to change the world. <laughs> and absolutely nothing happens. With that song. I mean, I've got hard drives and disc full of songs that I think you, you if, if somebody said you can submit one song I would go it'd be this the best thing I ever wrote and nobody's ever recorded it I haven't recorded it it's on a hard drive yeah and then a 10 minute wedding song is still alive <laughs> and the whole world knows it it's a really good song honestly it's well it's crazy uh, yeah and then I guess the next big thing was um, uh, a new young guy had moved to Nashville and uh, this is when I had signed my first record deal and was putting a band together. And it was the early 80s, so it was really synth-heavy music pop mm-hmm. pop stuff. And I was at the record label one day, and this kid comes up to me, and he says, Hey, I'm Steve Chapman. <laughs> and he says, I hear you're putting a band together, and I want to audition. So he actually auditioned as a keyboard player. And who <laughs> I'm talking about is Stephen Curtis Chapman. But it's Steve Chapman to us. Yeah. You know, it's, to Uncle you, it's Uncle Steve. Steve. Yeah. yeah. And so um, he auditioned for keyboards, and I had the whole band except keyboards, and he was terrible. <laughs> he was terrible. And so afterwards, like, he, he says, what do you think? And I said, Steve, are you a keyboard player? And he kind of just hung his head and goes, no, I play guitar. <laughs> I didn't hire him. Biggest mistake probably of my whole <laughs> I turned down Stephen Curtis Chapman, but... Uh, we became friends and we, we learned how to be daddies together with newborns and, and our wives became friends and we were just, we were together a lot. So he calls me and says uh, one day, and then he, he went on to be Stephen Curtis Chapman. And so he says, uh, Hey, you got any song ideas? I'm going to record, you know, a record. I I think it was his second record. And I said, yeah, I don't know. So I, I gave him this I- idea, my turn now. It's like, he goes, what's it about? And I was like, oh, it's, it's like people in the Bible that we read about in the Old Testament serve God and it was their turn. And now we're serving God and it's, it's my turn now. Yeah. And so I sang him the chorus, which was my turn now four times. <laughs> my <laughs> turn now, my turn now, my turn to give my life away. He goes, okay. Well, he calls me the next day and he goes, Hey, I cut our song. And I was like, what song? <laughs> he goes, that's not that my turn now thing. I said, oh, did you finish it? He goes, no. <laughs> but I cut the tracks, cut the music, and the course idea you had, but now I need you to come get a rough mix of it so you can help me write the verses. And and then it went number one, I think, for him. And yeah, got one of those on the wall, too. So it's like, it's crazy. It's like, yeah. I would have never thought in a million years... I, I think I'm pretty good at writing songs. I'm horrible at picking songs. Oh. Like, that's a hit. That's right. not a hit. Because obviously, the ones I would never pick are the are my biggest songs. Yeah. That's cool, though. I mean, to think... 
I think it's cool to hear someone else singing your song. Yeah, well, you I don't know if you remember, because you were really young, but in 1990, you, well, yeah, you were born in 89. So in 1990, an old roommate of mine got hired by Disney. Oh, yeah. To to They were opening the new park called Epcot. Yes. And it was going to be about all these c- countries from all over the world, and they were going to do this big show, and they were going to end it with a show about America. And so my roommate that I had before me and Laurie got married, he got hired to write the music and arrange it and everything. So he called me and he said, Hey, do you have any patriotic songs? And I was like, no, I don't. (laughs) Who sits around and writes patriotic songs? Well, people who love their country. Other than Lee Greenwood, I guess. (laughs) So, uh, he goes, well, I'm going to Disney in a few days and I'm going to play them songs and you've got, Two or three days, and you can get it to me. I'll take it down there. Oh my gosh! So okay, so what song was that? That was a song called "This Is America." So Such a good song. I wrote it. I wrote it. Literally, I wrote it in thirty minutes. Oh my gosh! And I just wrote down, "This is America, land of the free, home of the brave, where freedom rings." Every you know, yeah, every the USA. This is yeah. America, USA. Literally put it together and talked about we love peace, but we will go to war if we have to, but we don't want to. And little American phrases. Right. And threw it together, uh-huh. sent it to him, and he calls me from the CEO's office at, at Disney in no Florida. Way. And he said, are you sitting down? And I was like, I can. He said, sit down. <laughs> he said, I just got out of the meeting, and they love your song. And I was like, well, great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Then he says... Not only do they love your song, they have named the show at Epcot, This Is America. No way. And I was like, (laughs) and of course me, you know, I didn't even go into, I didn't even think about money. What I thought about was I have three kids and surely they're going to let us, they're going to let us in for free. (laughs) Lifetime passes. (laughs) Lifetime passes. And so, but they did that show. uh, Dad, I have to tell you. Okay. A couple years ago, I went down youtube rabbit hole to try and find that performance at disney world the one at disney World. yes and i found it you did i I will try to find it again and i'll post it to socials for this um yeah it's i'm pretty sure they're in like pinstriped yeah i mean it's a disney show jackets yeah but yes i i am going to try to find that footage because okay so i think your audience might know the This Is America video that you did. At Hume um, Lake. <laughs> the past couple of years, I've posted it on the Brentland what? Music Facebook page. I posted it again this year for the 4th of July. Oh my gosh. Because it is a cinematic masterpiece. It- <laughs> um, the song is great. Awesome song, especially for 4th of July. Great but um, the visuals, in, I think there is a close-up of a squirrel chewing on a pine cone, which is just, in my mind, America um, in, an, in a single image. Really? <laughs> really? No, there's some great shots. Yeah, they filmed it up at Hume Lake during yeah. summer camp. They were, they were always playing uh, Whitney Houston's Star Spangled Banner. Oh, yeah. And they're like, we, and I sang that song. And they were like, we need to shoot a video of that. So we got up early in the morning and yeah. went riding around in a van. Oh, and- my gosh. And I think I said this last last week. The mullet is 
um, flapping in the wind Epic. in its American glory. Because uh, you're up on a cliff at one point. At one point, yeah. We don't want to call any names out, but Bobby Phillips from Hume, <laughs> from Hume Lake had me standing on the edge of Kings Canyon. Oh my gosh. Which is where Hume is. And yes. that's that's one of the deepest canyons in the it Western is Hemisphere. The, the deepest. It's, it is deeper than the Grand Canyon. I know. It's just not as wide. Right. So Yeah. And we were early morning and poor, I think uh, Rob Ross was the video guy at Hume and he filmed it all. Shout out. Shout out, out Rob Ross. <laughs> and, and Bob Phillips. And Bob Phillips. And... He had Rob hanging from the ropes course, a uh, bungee harness thing. harness thing, hanging off the side of a oh, mountain, filming gosh. me singing it. Filming your mullet. And, and there's a good like um, fist pump moment. Um, well, oh man, what do you do? What do you do when you're standing on the edge of a canyon and you're singing, this is America? It's like, what do you, no guitar, no, nothing. Like, oh. what do I do with my hands? I have two of them and I don't know what to do. Oh man. Yeah. I honestly, I'm sure you've seen it. Everybody's seen this video, but I'm going to post it again because it's just so good. So, <laughs> yeah. So this is America was did very well. I the only I think the only time I saw the Disney thing was it was on Fourth of July prime time. Yeah, and we did not get tickets. And uh, but I do remember that when we did go, at at some point they're we, still doing. We it. went to Disney and they were still doing it. And we're standing in the crowd. They started doing you know the song "This Is America." That's how they ended. They did the show I think live show six shows a day, and it ended with "This Is America." So the night uh-huh. show they ended with fireworks and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. I mean, it's Disney, so they go all out. But the boys were old enough. They were talking. You weren't talking yet, but you were like two or something. And the boys started yelling, Daddy, that's your song. That's your song. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, bud. And then people were standing around us were like, yeah, right, whatever. Nobody believed you. Nobody believed me. (laughs) Golly. And I think, too, uh, when I wrote that, after the Epcot thing was when we uh, we went to war with Iraq the first time. Oh. And the record company had cassettes made of that and sent every soldier in Iraq got a copy of that. Wow. Well, shout out. If uh, yeah. if you still have a cassette of This Is America. Yeah. that's. I don't even have a copy of it. Mm-mm. I, I do have the video, but that's about all I have, I think. Yeah, that's one I like to go back to almost every year. I think me and both the boys posted it on on our personal Instagrams on the 4th of July because <laughs> everybody loves it. It's just so good. So good. Oh, man. And it really is a good song. Well, thank you. You're very welcome. Yeah. And I do love America, so. Yeah. <laughs> well, what's your, do you have a favorite song that you've written? I, oh gosh, yeah, probably some of my favorites, some of them are recorded, some of them are not recorded. You know, Laurie's dad passed in 94, and we wrote a song called Worth It All. Yes, I love that song. Uh, Yeah, a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people know that mom did a lot of the songwriting. Oh, yeah. Tons. I mean, most of your songs are with both of y'all writing. Yeah, from the time we married yeah. She was working full time job. She supported me for two years, and then there were times I just had to step it up and and go work, you know, yeah. and and get a job. But we would work all day, and then we would sit and write till one, two in the morning, yeah. and then get up at six and go to work again. Right. But yeah, she's she's very well. My first big song was a song off my first record in '84 called "Quiet Please." She wrote that sitting at her desk at work. Yeah. There were people standing around gossiping. Uh huh. 
and just talking down about people behind their backs. And she just got tired. And she said it just started coming. If you can't find something good to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah. Well, I think it's funny. Um, another one of the Brent Lamb jokes from your live shows, um, you would sing my turn now and you would say that's not a Stephen Curtis song that's a Brent Lamb song <laughs> and um but I think the same thing can be said about some of your songs like that's not a Brent Lamb song that's a Laurie, that's Lamb, a Laurie song. Lamb song the ones that are full of wisdom yeah I feel yeah like. what's the old saying behind every successful man is a really frustrated woman <laughs> and we need to have her on a show yes. that's what we need oh to my, do There's, oh my gosh I, more people would want to talk to her than <laughs> and hear about no. her and her story. Okay, yes, we do need to have her on for that. But you know what else we need to make her do when she's on here is we need to play the game. The song game. The song game. I sing the first line and she has to sing the second line. Because even after telling you all how great of a songwriter she is, she cannot remember lyrics to save her life. She can't. Or quotes of any kind, really. Right. Oh, we have a whole list of quotes, too. Yes, that have just become the new quote because um, the Lori Lamb version of it was honestly funnier. So You can lead a horse to water, but you can't put a saddle on him. See, life <laughs> lesson right there. Thanks, Mom. Um, and it's not rocket surgery. <laughs> it definitely is not. <laughs> no, but lots of times when we get together, especially when my best friends come in town, Janie Baby loves to sit around, Dad get his guitar out, and have Mom play this game. And honestly, it I guess it sounds kind of mean because we like to just sit around and laugh at her. But um, it is so funny because... A lot of the time, she thinks she's got it. She knows oh, it. Yeah. She's waiting for you to finish singing so she can say it. I think that it was James Taylor that one time we were doing, In My Mind, I'm Going To, and she was ready. In my mind, I'm going to. She said, with such confidence, California. California. And we were all like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. And Yeah. So good. So good. All right. I got another question for you. Okay. What's the worst song you ever wrote? Well, the... The one you tell from stage as the joke, the first song you ever wrote. Oh, the first song I ever wrote. The, yeah, the help, help Me Through Temptation. Yeah. I'm not even going to tell you what it is. If anybody listening knows what the first song I wrote, that, and you can use it when you get tempted to do something <laughs> you shouldn't do or tempted to not do something you should do, there's a little simple song that has helped me my whole life. Yeah. If you know what it is, let me know. You know, when Laurie's dad died in 94, we wrote Worth It All. And that was another runner-up for the, the name podcast. of the podcast. Yeah. Yeah, I you know the the stuff off of uh Mile Marker 45. Oh, I know the best track on that album. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. I don't I don't remember the track number actually, but I think I know the title. Uh Haley Baby Girl. Yeah. Do you remember the story behind that? Um yes, I do. I think I was 15. In in my home office, Franklin, if the doors were shut, you weren't to come in because that meant we were working. Right. And the doors were shut. Laurie had the desk on one side, and I had the desk on the other side with all my music keyboards and yes. microphones and stuff. Well, I had done my research, is what I had done. Um, you know, the my brothers got a lot of attention. Let's keep it real here. <laughs> There's two of them. It's because they, they're cute. They, you know, whatever. They were entertaining. They made a lot of mistakes that were funny. So um, it gave Dad a lot of content, honestly. You know, I started realizing there was... There were all these songs about my brothers on all of my dad's records. And I was like, this is really peculiar. So I went to him. I think I actually had your albums in my hand or something. 
and so you showed me the references. Yes, so this this is this has a line about your, you know, Hayden Hunter. Right. This one does. This one does. This is about mom. Yeah, and, and then it, and there's one that like. Oh man, now now I don't look like a fake fan, but um, there's there's one that mentions another one. I think is what I was referring song, to. It's a song me and my brother wrote called "We're a Family" okay. on the Living Proof record. And it says, "Now there's twins at my house and another one brand new." Yeah, yeah. and that was the only reference to him having a daughter. So um, I went to him. Uh, I think I was 15 and I said, look, I know you are writing a new record. I think that is great. I'm here but you had for the, you. You had the attitude of a 15, like, I know what you're doing. <laughs> I know what you're doing. See, that's dad's way of telling this story. I think I was very poised when I went in. <laughs> Anyways, I presented clear evidence and made my statement of, I would like a, a song for me, just me on this record. And I think I even asked for my name to be in it. Yeah, you, so you it, grabbed me. You grabbed my face with your hands and you said, I know what you're doing. You're just write, write me my song. I want my song on this record. Look into my eyes. Look into my eyes. You go, I said, Haley, that's not how it works. Yes, it does. You'll just get inspired. Look into my yes. eyes. We were face to face. Like, just look into my eyes. Uh-huh. And so I said, okay, I will see what I can do. And you left. And it really happened pretty quick. Yeah. I remember you picked me up from school. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was at um, it was at my freshman year of high school. You went and you picked me up, and he played me the demo or a rough mm-hmm. rough take of that song, and it is still one of my favorite songs. I, um, it's probably one of my favorites too, because sometimes writing it's just a chore. Yeah, you fight and scrap and try to get a lyric right, and then you same thing with the music. But sometimes it just kind of happens. And I wrote on the day that you were born. It was a cold November morn, and I was proud, and you were loud. <laughs> Nothing's like, changed. That's, yeah, so yeah, I, and I've, we've actually had people that play that song because they had a daughter that was born in November, right. or, or their daughter's name is Haley. Yes, well, we danced to it at my wedding we for did. the father-daughter. epic ending. Yes, we, um, well, if you know us, we can't do anything boring. We danced to Haley Baby Girl is the name of the song, and we danced to that, and then at the end we got into, is it warrior pose? Is that what that's called? Yeah, I think it's the yoga warrior pose. Yeah, Yeah, we pulled hamstrings everywhere. (laughs) There were people that weren't dancing that pulled hamstrings. (laughs) That, That album, what's crazy about that album is, I wrote that album in two weeks, recorded it in two weeks, mixed it in a week and then we moved to california and they shipped it to me and the other crazy thing is that you were only 45 i know i remember thinking you were so old and now that whole record is my my life look looking at my life if life is a highway life is a highway (laughs) um it's like i'm at mile marker 45 and this is what my life looks like right and to think now i'm in my 60s oh my gosh i cannot believe that Ugh, it's crazy time time is so weird it's very weird all right guys well we better wrap it up i think is that the uh, yes that is the play out music here it comes so. shut up <laughs> thanks for listening and tuning in guys we're having so much fun are you right yep. you're that was that was a delayed response i said <laughs> guys we're having so much we're having fun. so much fun <laughs> no I'm seriously just... this is really fun and thank you so much for listening in please subscribe and um you'll get those notifications whenever we post a new one you can find us on facebook at brentland music instagram brentland podcast and if you want to shoot us an email um that's at brentland podcast 
at gmail.com. Dot com. Dot com. Big fun. We'll see you all next week. (laughs) Love you. Love you. Love you.